stayed faithful to the Lord, and I'm so thankful for that. But uh, tonight, if you would please, in the book of Revelation, I want to read uh, the last chapter of the book of Revelation. If you would please, I want to begin in verse 1. I'd like to read the whole chapter. If I can, it won't take but a second. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. That's the reason I know I'm going to be able to fish in heaven. <laughs> the river there, there where there's a river, there's fish. <laughs> Verse 2. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophet sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Bless he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showeth me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou doest it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophets of this book, for the time is at hand. He is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he is which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give it to every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates of the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and adulterers, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bride and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifies these things says, Surely... I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Father, would you bless the reading and studying and, and the, the past study we've been into, the, 
this precious book of Revelation. And Father, we, we have learned so much in going back over and studying all over it again. And we will again and again and again until you come. Father, we thank you so much for the Holy Spirit that you've given us to live in us and to explain to us and to just uh, keep that hope alive in us that very soon now we'll see you <coughs> face to face. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, uh, this is the last chapter, so uh, especially just a few verses I want to go over with you, especially in verse 13 or 12 <coughs> and verse 13. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Now, according to this word, quickly, here in verse 12, Behold, I come quickly. And remember now, the word quickly does not mean immediately. It means that when Jesus does come, it's going to be sudden. I mean, it's going to be like a flash of lightning, he said, and a twinkling of eye. Because he's been coming now for almost 2,000 years or there's about. But uh, that doesn't mean he's not coming. But when he does come, what it simply means, you won't have time, and I'll show it to you in a few minutes, you won't have time at that time. You remember what Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You know what he was talking about? There'll be no time during this time to say, Lord Jesus, save me. It's too late. He's, he's already coming, all right? And, and I've had people come to me and ask me to pray for those that's died. And, and I've told them, no, no, you to pray for them. Their destiny is set. So you make up where you're going right here in this lifetime. And uh, he makes that very plain. And uh, so notice with me in verse 13 and 14. Then verse 16 and verse 17. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and offspring of David and the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say come, let him that thirsty hear it say come, let him that is thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Now I, I know this, that I have dealt with people many times that said, Preacher, I don't know if I can be saved. I don't know if I, I've done so many bad things in my life, I don't know if God will save my soul. And I said, yes, he can, and yes, he will. Because he's dealing with you now, or you wouldn't be in the asking and questioning. And so, uh, what I'm saying here, here's the last invitation in the Bible given and, uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. And notice, the Holy Spirit says, Come. The Lord Jesus Christ says, Come. The church, the bride of Christ, says, Come. Those who know the Lord Jesus Christ says, Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. What, what it's meaning is, it's laid on you as responsibility then. You know, now it's time you make up your decision. And anyone who is thirsty may come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And whosoever will may come to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for the water of life freely. Then verse 18 with me. And for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophets of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Now, boy, I'm going to tell you something. When I go through the Bible and I see God putting plagues on people, I don't want no part of them. Amen? Amen. That's the reason since the day, well, but even before I was saved, I call this a holy book. 
You don't mess with it. What I mean. If it's a holy word of God, what man has a right to mess with it? Take a word out of it. And remember something. The Bible says the words of this book is, is uh, of God. They're, they're, it's literally the breathed out words. It's not just the thoughts. It's every word comes from God. And they have meaning to it. Now we have some today that these modern day preachers that want to change and rewrite the Bible and take out, uh, I was reading behind somebody the other day that they want to take out the sexist language of the Bible. What what they're talking about is, uh, it's not he anymore, it's them. It's not a she or he, it's them. And they want to change it. They want to change it where... uh, even I heard a man say the other day uh, that God is a she, he, or he, she. And I think it was the way they said it. Now, that's changing the Word of God. If you go through the Bible, i got news for every one of them. They'll never do away with God's Word, His Word. All they're doing is adding plagues to themselves. And I want to have nothing to do with them. Now, verse 19. Look at verse 19 with me. And if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Reader's Digest has put out a, or put out a I read it some time ago, uh, the version of the Bible. And what they say is, we're going to delete just the words that are not that important. Now, I got news for you. Every word in this book is important. Every word is given by inspiration of God. Verse 19 says, If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy. Then verse 20 says, He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. We have the last prayer in the Bible. Even so come Lord Jesus. Did you know that's what we have to pray for? We're to pray, even so come Lord Jesus. Now, I've had people to say, Preacher, please don't pray that. My mother is not saved yet. My daddy's not saved. My, and they'll mention somebody's not saved. Don't come yet, Lord, till I get them saved. But you got to understand something. If Jesus was to come back today, this very instant, think of all the people that might not go to hell because of the ones going to be born that won't be believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's grace, brother. That's the grace of God. And that's why even so come Lord Jesus, this is what we're to pray for. Uh, this thing of waiting a, long, waiting a little longer, dear Jesus? No. No. Come Lord Jesus. Verse 21. Uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, uh, the genealogy of this book began by telling us of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It ends by telling us of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, there's 318 references to the second coming of Christ. In the New Testament, one out of every 30 verses point to the second coming of Christ. Think about that. For every verse that tells us of the first coming of Jesus Christ, there are eight verses that mentions the second coming of Christ. Now you go back in the Old Testament and prophecy tells us that one is coming being born of a virgin talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and so on. And you think about that. 
And yet God said so much emphasis should be put on the second coming of Christ. Now, many missed the glory of His first coming simply because they did not take the Scriptures literally in the Old Testament about His coming. And it's the same thing in the New Testament. For instance, Thou shalt call His name Jesus. The angel said, And He was called Jesus. That He would be born of a virgin, and He was born of a virgin. That He would be born in Bethlehem, and He was born in Bethlehem. That He would be born of the tribe of Judah, and He was of the tribe of Judah. That He would be a descendant of David, and He was a descendant of David. And here's what I'm saying. It's a pity and a shame that some did not uh, like they are doing today. They tried to spiritualize the Word of God instead of saying every word is important. Now, in verse 20, He which testifies these things. Who is He? It's the Lord Jesus Christ, God in flesh, who says, Surely I come quickly. It's not for me or you or any other man who said this. It's God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, or God in the flesh. Now, if there are a lot of things in the book of Revelation you don't understand, this one thing you must understand. Jesus is coming again. That's what I'm trying to say tonight. Jesus is coming back to this earth visibly. He's coming back to this earth victoriously. He's coming back to this earth in vengeance. Jesus is coming again. That's I believe it with all my heart. Now you go back to Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. The word revelation means the revealing of Jesus Christ, which God gave to His servants the things which must shortly come to pass. And this word shortly means quickly, and God sent and signified it by His angels. Signified means signs and symbols. And verse chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed he that readeth and heareth and keepeth these things. So you see, you have to understand the Revelation to understand the Bible. That the reason the book of Revelation is at last, because this book is the golden clasp of the binds of all the other books. If you, if you take the book of Revelation and you take all the other books of the Bible, it's the clasp that holds it all together, so to speak. Now, the book of Genesis, the first book, uh, is the plat there where the Holy Spirit said He worked and made this world. The book of Revelation is the last book and the Holy Spirit is mentioned. In the book of Genesis, you have the creation of the first heaven and the first earth. In the book of Revelation, you have the creation of the last heaven and the new heaven and the new earth. In Genesis, you have paradise law and man driven from the tree of life. In Revelation, you have paradise regained and man invited again into to the tree of life. In Genesis, Satan appears for the first time. In Revelation, Satan appears for the last time. In Genesis, you see the beginning of sorrow. In Revelation, there's no more tears. In Genesis, you have the record of the first death. In Revelation, there is no more death after the Revelation. In the book of Genesis, you see the first Adam and his bride Eve. In the book of Revelation, you see Jesus, the second Adam, and his bride, the church. Remember this now, this, the golden key to understanding the book of Revelation is chapter 1 and verse 19. Write the things which thou hast seen 
and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Now here's a three-point outline of the book of Revelation. The first point deals with God's glory. The second point deals with God's grace. And the third point deals with God's government. Amen? Now the whole idea of the Bible is that people might meet Jesus and everybody's going to meet Jesus sooner or later. And if if you don't meet Jesus as Savior, then you're going to meet Him as Judge. That's the reason I wanted to go through this morning like I did to get people to understand the greatest thing that you can understand that you need to be saved. That's it. That's the whole idea of the whole Bible is to get people saved because you're going to meet Jesus. You're going to meet Him in one of two ways. You're either going to meet Him as your Savior or you're going to meet Him as your judge. And you can say, well, preacher, I don't believe all that. You, that don't make no difference. You're going to do it in Him. Amen? Now, the first division of the book of Revelation is a vision of Jesus Christ. The second division is chapter 3, 2 through 3, which is seven messages of seven churches. Seven being the perfect number, so it's talking about all of the churches. It's a type of. The, first, the third division of the Revelation begins with chapter verse 4 and goes to the end. Now notice some mountain peaks of prophecy that we can look back for, back to. What is God's order of prophecy in these last days? Event number one, the rapture of the church. And this could take place at any moment. That's the rapture of believers. Revelation 4, verse 1. Event number two, after the rapture, after the church is gone, then there will be a period of seven years of tribulation, which is divided in two divisions of two, three and a half years, the last three and a half years being the great tribulation. It will be a time of God's wrath, chapter 4, 6 through 15, and 17. During this period of time, our world ruler will arise, which will be the beast and Antichrist, the son of perdition, and he will rule the entire world. He will be the devil's false messiah. Remember something, anything that God has, the devil has a counterfeit to it. God had a son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil has his anti. He has the beast and the false prophet. Event number three, at the end of this seven-year tribulation, Jesus is coming back to this earth uh, with his saints at the battle of Armageddon. And don't forget, now, Jesus' second coming is in two phases. The rapture, and then at Zion in wrath. For his saints, and then with his saints. And this time is a blaze of glory. Now, the battle of Armageddon will climax uh, after seven years tribulation in chapter 16. In chapter 19 through 21, what is the sword of him that sat, sat upon the throne of uh, uh, the horse, uh, the great white horse, in verse 15? Now, following the battle of Armageddon, the millennial reign will begin. For a thousand years we shall rule and reign with Christ on this earth in perfect peace and harmony. And that's when the desert will blossom like a rose. The lion shall lay down by the lamb. There will be perfect peace on this earth because God's in control then. The final judgment, Revelation 20, verse 11 and 12. The great white throne judgment. The resurrection of the unsaved dead and their judgment. In other words, every person that's ever died without Christ as their Savior is in hell right now. 
and it cannot come out until that judgment of Revelation 20 that be brought back up and simply God will say, give an account. Same as He's going to tell me and you, give an account of our life since we on the face of this earth and thank God we're saved by God's grace. But they have no Savior. And so what are they going to be able to do? The Bible says that everyone is called up out of hell is going to have a word to say in, on their behalf. And God's going to say, Depart from me, I never knew you. Back in the lake of fire forever and ever. And that's the end of that. Then new heaven and new earth begins in chapter 21. God is going to make all things new. New Jerusalem comes down from God. And this earth has been renovated by fire. Can you imagine all the dross and all the sin and all the wickedness being burnt off of this whole earth and one day perfect perfection on this earth? I tell my wife all the time I'm perfect. But she don't believe it. And, uh, but one day I will be. I left, I left this old country song. I think it's a country song. I'm just an old piece of coal. Uh, someday I'll be a diamond in the room. I know I'm a diamond never mind I can't even get it right but I keep telling her that all the time I'm just getting sweeter every day but brother can you imagine one day us all being perfect I told a friend of mine years ago and I believe this even before I knew what I was talking about good in the Bible I said can you believe this I'm going to love your wife in heaven as much as you're going to love your wife in heaven amen and you're going to love mine. We're going to love We're going to have perfect love. No envy. No stress. No hatred. Just perfect love in heaven. We don't even know what that is down here. You can't even imagine that. But one day we will. And there's going to be an everlasting hell for those who refuse. And uh, the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in chapter 21 and verse 8. Unbelief is all you have to do to go to hell. Do you know that? I used to sit under these preachers and they did, all they could talk about was uh, don't smoke and don't chew and don't run around with them and do. That was their main subject. A lot of them. They'd get off on this thing. Boy, you don't go to movies. I mean, that, that's a sin, man. You, you know, but they never would say any of those things would take you to hell. They just all the time majoring on what you shouldn't do. And all the time I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm not saved because of what I don't do. I'm saved because of what Jesus has done for me. Amen? And notice how the last chapter ends. I love this. He that testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be unto you all. Amen. You know what amen means? It means so be it. That's all it means. Amen. That crazy preacher, supposed to be preacher, closed out a prayer at the White House. Amen and a woman. What does a woman mean? Nobody can tell you. But I know what amen means. It means so be it. It's not talking about a man. It means so be it. Amen. And I believe this all my, in my heart. I want to say with the book of Revelation, so be it. Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that we can get all that we can in before you say the last amen and it's all over with.
I pray for the ones that came today that was touched by your spirit. Whatever the problem was that is having, we know there was some. And Father, I pray that you help us some how to reach them. But not only those that were here, we pray for those that was not here and the whole world and especially our country and our city and those that are supposed to be ruling over us in government. All aspects of our life, Lord, if we could get them saved, if we could get them born again, it would change the whole world. But Lord, we know the end's coming and it's going to be a wicked one. And Lord, I pray that you'll see us through it. I know you will. And I want to give you praise and honor and glory for it as we live the best we can through these times, looking for that morning or that night or that moment that you'll say, come up hither. Bless us as your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This thing's up, please. Turn page 12. Page 12. strawberries and I was cleaning the onions outside and they come walking by and said hey and they turned like like I was going to get on to them I said would y'all like to have some strawberries yeah and uh, I said let me show you an onion they got that onion they took pictures of that (laughs) biggest onion I've seen in my life but I got to talk to them you know I believe you can use anything for the glory of God and just to reach somebody for Christ's sake Give it a try this week. Father, go with us on our way home. Watch over us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.